Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, and welcome to the Connectivity Podcast. We're here to educate, entertain, and inform. So tune in as we have conversations with various business owners, athletes, influencers, you name it. Our goal is to provide our listeners with as much value as possible, so we really hope you enjoy your experience as you listen. Yeah, so I know these these three gentlemen really well. Um, I have a lot of respect for these three gentlemen, for what they've done, for the city, the culture. Um, these are the three creative minds behind both Secret Shop YYC and Like New Vintage as well. Um, Thank you. To briefly try to summarize what, uh, what their brand is about, I believe they try to foster the growth of an individual by elevating their style. And I believe they're focused on creating or curating high quality fabrics and crazy designs. And then more so on the secret shop side, I see you guys creating events that are truly unique to Calgary, truly one of a kind. And just, you know, I've attended almost all of your secret shop events and I've had such a great time every single time. Um, the energy in there has just been, you know, out of this world. And the thing I like the most about your events is I feel like everybody that attends it is very comfortable with being themselves mm-hmm. and self-expression and expressing themselves in a judgment-free environment. Totally. And if only the whole world was like that, right? It didn't have to be, you know, segmented to certain events. But um, who knows with the movement, with what you guys are doing, one step at a time, we'll One get there. One step at a time, exactly. That's cool, a cool. that we'd like to see. Cool, cool. So I, I guess we'll start off. Um, how are you guys doing with the whole situation? Being at home, three gentlemen, what's going on? Well, I guess I'll start off by saying we're getting cozy. <laughs> <laughs> you might as well, you know? <laughs> In all realness, though, I think, like, us being together has been a great thing or even like just i just think about if i didn't like these guys and yeah. we were in the same house together all the time mm. that would just be ridiculous so like honestly, yeah. i'm really grateful i have time to spend with these guys yeah people people that you already click with and you have a vibe i feel like there's uh there's a lot of issues that will come up with people who don't really spend time together and now they're they're they don't have a choice you know but yeah. to get to know each other. I think I saw, I saw this meme that was like, uh, with no sports on TV, I saw this lady sitting on my couch and it turns out this lady was my wife. <laughs> so, so I just wonder how many of you are in that situation, you know, just like so busy with, with everyday life, busy with their work lives that, you know, they don't even have time to spend with their families. Yeah. So I, I think there, there's a lot of positives that can be taken out of this. Sure. Obviously the lives lost, are a tragedy and the families affected. But I also think that we can still make the most out of this situation and there's a lot to gain as well. But how about we, uh, we dive into you guys introducing yourselves, introducing, introducing your brand. I know I gave uh, a brief summary, but coming from your mouths, it might sound a little different. So why don't we start with, uh, with Jimmy? Sure. <clears throat> Hello everybody to the Connect world. Thank you. First, we'll start by saying thank you to Dennis and the whole Connect team for having us. You know, Thanks, Dennis. Everyone behind the scenes, we see you too. 
my name is Jimmy. My real name is Jamal, because that's my character. That's my mood. That's my creation right now. <clears throat> and, um, you know, I'm one of three, the dream team here. Uh, I do a lot of styling and, and creative direction for us and, and, you know, creative brainstorming. Um, yeah, that's in a nutshell. Like, you know, obviously we're going to dive into more about me, so. Yeah, yeah, of course. My name is Tam. Um, I guess, wow. It, it's just like hard to pinpoint what we do because all of our roles are so dynamic. Yeah. But I guess like something that I work really hard on right now is I work on the writing and the copy for both Like New and Secret Shop. So like the, the captions and the texts and the documents we send people, kind of like crafting the voice of everything. So that's what I'm really into. And like the whole marketing side is also really cool. You, you know what? I had a feeling that it was you doing the writing and not uh, not Jimmy, because I didn't see any grammatical errors. <laughs> I, I never see any grammatical errors at all. So I, I, just, I just had a feeling that uh, it, it was someone other than him doing it. But uh, yeah, no shade at all. But Nick, Nick no, it's all good, you know what I mean? You've only known me for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> we all play on our strengths. Exactly. Strengths, not to the weaknesses. Nick, how, how about yourself? I uh, do the photography and the video, videography stuff, kind of like the skits for the like new. Uh, all the skits that we've been doing, like the sneaker cleaner one, is like one of my favorite ones that people have been sleeping on. And then like check that uh, out at like new Instagram. Yeah, that's on our like, like new vintage, vintage Instagram. Um, yeah, just all the graphics, the visual media stuff. Just keeping that, keeping that stuff up. Because we need, we need that visual media, that visual language, you know? It's as important as, like, uh, what Tam does, too. It goes, like, hand in hand. Yeah. Every step's important. <laughs> awesome. And, and I, I love your visuals. I love the whole feel of what you guys do. Your Instagram page, your website. Um, it just has this feel to it. And yeah, you guys have done an excellent job with that. Definitely relates to the audience that you're trying to, trying to appeal to. Thank you. Appreciate that. So, so why don't we talk about how, how you guys started, like how this all came together. So I know it was Secret Shop that started originally. But yeah. was it only one of you that had the idea originally and then you brought the other two along? Or how, how did this all you know, ensemble together? Mm. For myself, like I met Nick completely unrelated to clothing and pop-up shops and everything like that. So we were strangers and then we just like, we found each other on Instagram and we just linked to take photos. So like we, yeah, so we linked up to take photos of each other. And that was just kind of the first time we hung out. And then I guess we just like linked a couple more times and we got into talking about what else we were interested in. And we found out we were both selling clothes on the side. And like at that point, it was personally such a small operation. I was just like on Instagram, taking photos of my own closet and just like selling stuff. And then I was also getting into thrifting. Shout out the YYC plug. <laughs> the OG. That was the, the insane. OG. I can't believe I got that name. But um, yeah, I think we had like the idea of doing a, a pop-up shop outdoors on like Canada day or something back in 2017, 2018, 2018. 
And yeah, that was like a small idea. And then like, I think Nick knew Jimmy at the time. I see. That's not Jimmy. And we had linked up through like creative photography and like fashion photos. Nick was the photographer. I was doing styling just like freelance <clears throat> on Instagram. You know, IG's the platform that brought us all together. So, so, so how, how did the idea of, of Secret Shop itself mm. come together? Was it something you saw that Calgary was just lacking and you could provide that? Yeah. yeah. I'd say so. It was, was like... That was like definitely the motivating thing is that like we didn't see anyone doing like pop-up shop, pop-up shops really. And like we wanted to kind of like just like keep like do it and keep doing it so that there was like some sort of pop-up culture yeah. so like kind of like the idea from the beginning is to keep doing it like in a series yeah we wanted to keep doing it if it if it worked out the first time because we didn't know before we did it that it would work at all so we were just kind of thinking like let's try to let's try to do it and like if it works we could do it again you know yeah. what i mean and we, keep, we could keep doing it and like maybe maybe other people would start doing pop-ups too kind of thing and like there would be more of like a fashion culture here that's more like local based, you know, as opposed to like clothes coming from China and stuff like that. It's like people finding clothes that they think are cool here. Gotcha. Doing it with the people here. Gotcha. And, and I mean, it's been, it's been amazing for, for me to see your guys' growth because I mean, I've seen you guys from the very ground level when you guys first started out with your first secret shop, and to see what it's turned into, you know, the amount of traction it's gained in the city, you know, hats off to you guys. You guys, you guys are doing your thing for sure. And I'm definitely, you know, definitely inspired, definitely very proud of what you guys are doing. So tying into the Calgary fashion, how would you rank fashion in Calgary currently? Would you say it's lacking? Would you say it's up to par with the rest of the world what are your thoughts i think it hasn't been a priority for the people here until very recently maybe like 10 ish years ago so no just everybody kind of dressed the same and they still are kind of on that and you can you can tell there's like you walk down the street on 17th avenue and like half the people are wearing same clothes so there's like specific or the same style or the, yeah the same style there's like this uniform. the uniform yeah the uniform the general population no disrespect though no disrespect that's just yeah if you don't have if you don't want to put a lot of thought into it then that's what happens but then um as of recently the kids are a lot more exposed to what's going on in the world so they can see like what's going on in Japan and Paris and New York. And like people are starting to step up their game here. Yeah. Which is why like it's an excellent opportunity for us to come in because we love the styling and the fashion and the clothing. And like, yeah, we were seeing a lack of it here. So like we decided we're like, what is it that we would like to see in the city fashion wise? And then let's just like make it happen. Let's see if we can, because we like it, we can kind of make the assumption that other people are going to like it as well. If we want it, most, most likely other people are going to want it. So we just like do the events and put out the clothing that we want to see out there on the streets. And then 
the feedback is what we get. And so far it's been tumbling. It's like, it's been really good, like you said. Yeah, yeah I, I really like that you guys saw that something was lacking in the city and you took action on it. Because I feel, I feel like not only you guys had that perspective or belief about the Calgary fashion industry, but a lot of people are tentative or scared to actually make a move, you know, but you guys took the bull by the horns and did something about it. Yeah. Originally, actually, um, like coming back to like how the whole thing started, um, Nick and Tam had thought about throwing an event. Um, and then like, I knew Nick and like, I was also like thinking in 2017, man, like something like that, like a pop-up series or like some sort of fashion event would be really good here. And then like, I just hesitated on it and I was like, not ready mentally or financially to like get into a biz. And then like, <clears throat> I've been thrifting and continuing to collect until 2018. And then that's when I had met everyone and it was kind of like just the perfect timing, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, these guys were ready. I was more in a better place with a collection and like, just like ready to start a biz and like start funding some stuff. Yeah. And so, yeah, we did that. And I think it's been, you know what I'm saying? There was like, I, I will say like before we came onto the scene, there was people were doing pop-ups, mm -hmm. right? People were like popping up in weird places, small spaces and like selling clothes. So that was happening for like probably two years before we started doing it. True. But it was like, and we're talking primarily like I guess a men's, because like there's a lot of female pop ups. Yeah, there's a lot of female pop ups. Or like I was unisex, but like you know more men's, right? Yeah, but there was like no men's pop ups. There was like maybe the only one I saw was the the Magari one. Yeah. That was like a while ago, and like people awesome. went to that one. That was like seeing that happen was like okay, cool. Like we could, this is like a thing that people like, and we could do it. Yeah, there's an audience. Yeah, there's an audience. And then, like, our friend Harvey did this thing called Millennial Free Zone. It was, like, a house party in 2017. And in there, he was selling clothes. He was selling, like, local streetwear clothes. And people were digging it. So, like, shout out to those people who were, like, trying stuff first. But we thought it could be so much more. Yeah. And, like, it done properly if, like, the right people show up and you have the right people on your team. And, like, things could be, like, way better than what was already happening. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, shout, shout out to those who paved the way for you guys to swoop in and, you know, take over the industry. So always got to give props, pay respects. But I want to touch on something that you guys mentioned. I know thrifting is a very big part of your brand and being eco economical with your clothing. So would you say that since you've come onto the scene, have you seen any sort of shift in the stigma towards thrifting or wearing secondhand clothing i'd say i'll just start with saying like yes it's changed in the last few years partially I, I like to think because of us but also i think that like more people saying that they wear thrifted clothes and it being like a more like a trendy thing on instagram to like wear thrifted thrifted clothes mm -hmm. I think that's kind of helped. It's kind of just like been like a kind of like wave that's coming up that like people that were like in 2015, like Jimmy and, and myself and Tam kind of like already doing the thrifting. We were kind of like naturally like just inclined to be thrifting because like we, were, we had different reasons for it. 
but then so other people kind of see it as like this cool thing that's like also sustainable also all these good things so they kind of start to get on it in the coming years and now i think it's getting like popular almost to the point but maybe that's because i'm in, a, in my own bubble but you know true true but, i think oh, when we pull up to these thrift stores like we know the people there and there's a lot of people there it's becoming like a more popular thing yeah i think that um our event and like what we're doing goes hand in hand with like a more collective like consciousness movement of like sustainability and like you know driving less you know using second hand like just you know what i mean trying to be an efficient more efficient human being so i think that's that's really you know yeah no i, I love that i love i love the the way you guys think about and being more sustainable okay so would you guys say so you guys are always rocking you know unique clothing not uh not in line with with the social norms i see that you guys prefer to be trend would you say you guys prefer to be trendsetters over following the trends so is there significance in every outfit or every piece that you wear is there always some sort of message you're trying to get across? That's a good question, Dennis. I agree. That's awesome. That's a good question, yeah. I can start. Yeah. Go yeah. <clears throat> so the question is, is there a message that I'm trying to get across when I'm wearing? Yeah. Is, is, is there always some sort, of, some sort of significance to what you're wearing? Or is there, yeah, some sort of message you want to get across to other people about you, about your brand? your ideals, your style? For sure, for sure. And it, it happens like on like special events, like obviously that's not happening anymore. And I'll just be kind of staying cozy at my house with the warm clothes. Hey, but you can still be, you can still be fresh at home. You, you oh. can, you can, you can, but it just doesn't have the same effect. Like fashion is such a social thing. Like others need to see it almost, you know what I'm saying? It's like art. It's like art, it's like, you, it is art. Right, and it's a form, a different form of it, and it, like it needs to be seen and appreciated. But um, when I am trying to go out and like make a statement, there's definitely lots of different messages that I'm trying to send. Uh, mainly, <clears throat> mainly like uh, ability um, and um, like functionality. So like if I'm going out, like I'll try to be like looking amazing but then also be like very comfortable, very warm, very like uh, uh, cozy, you know what I mean? And then like, I'll, so I'll just, ah, there's this one great Little Wayne verse and I know you love Little Wayne. Um, he's like, he's like, I'm chilling, but my swag's on full attack. Always, like, that's a hot line. That's a banger. I always, I've that, always uh, embodied that in my yeah, mentality. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, he's just relaxing, but like, his swag is just talking so much for him. You know what I mean? Like everyone in the room is reacting to what you're doing. Yeah. And it gives you like a, almost a perceptual advantage because everyone is watching you and then you're watching everyone watch you. Yeah. It's a connection. I don't and, know. And I, I feel like your, your clothes can speak for themselves without you even saying a word. Mm -hmm. they, they can tell a lot about you. So how, how about for you two? Um, the significance behind the clothes that you wear is there a particular message you're trying to get across to other people at all times? Or is it similar to Jimmy just on special occasions or what are your thoughts? Mm. I like to wear clothing. I find clothing is kind of like a good lubrication tool 
for just like moving around. So like if you wear something like for example, I'm wearing like a the tragically hip. I'm wearing a hat that has a bad name on it. Yeah. If I go out to the grocery store wearing this hat, it tells everybody that I like this band. That's kind of what it looks like. Yeah. So like for someone else who likes this band, it makes it that much easier for them to approach me and to start a conversation. Sure. So I think like clothing is a good way to show off your history, your interests, your hobbies, and just like who you are as a person. And it makes it really, it's easier for other people to approach you who have similar interests because they can like see archetypically who you are and then be like, oh, he's wearing like a, like a skateboard tee. He must, he may be skateboards. So I can like talk to him about that. That's how I use clothing. Yeah. So like when I look at people, I can kind of read like what kind of person they are. Yeah. So that's kind of what I do with my clothing too. What do you, what did you think when you saw me? First time? Okay, yeah, the first time I met this guy? Yeah, right now. Yo. <laughs> he was wearing like a full denim, like head to toe denim. He was wearing overalls and then like a denim jacket and probably like a denim hat. Yeah. And he was like so lit. He was so drunk. Like, I, he was like wearing full denim. So I came up and I was like, yo, the full denim. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. And then he was just like, my name's Jimmy boy, you don't know. And that was the first time I met the guy, and that's all he said to me. And that was it. And I just like turned around and kind of like left. Yeah, it sounds like it sounds like Jimmy. <laughs> of course, of course. That was like a year before we actually like linked up again. It word. It was just like a brief in-pass meeting. Gotcha. Like, gotcha. Get a bar and forget about it. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So so with you with you guys rocking unique clothing that, that definitely stands out. I'm I'm assuming you get a lot of looks, a lot of comments. What would you say is the most, the wildest comment you've received, good or bad, being out in public rocking one of your pieces? The wildest comment. And how did that make you feel? Because I, I feel like an issue for people, I feel like a lot of people would love to express themselves more, but yeah. they don't have the self-confidence. There's a lot of self-doubt about expressing themselves however they want to express you know, being looked at, having people comment and not accept them. But clearly, you guys don't care or you don't care to the same extent as the average person. So I would assume you guys get a lot of comments, a lot of looks. So let's, let's dive into that. Honesty hour, good or bad? What, what are you doing? Yeah, so like That's on funny. that point, like, as a premise, like, I think for me, especially like dressing like this is like a mental barrier. It's like any other like barrier that you create for yourself in life. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, you're just telling yourself you can't wear it or like, it's not cool. Yeah. You know, just like you can't do those 20 push-ups in the morning or you can't get to that studies that you've been doing, that you've been wanting to do, you know? Um, <laughs> but the nicest comment that I've ever got was like, Probably it doesn't have to be an, a nice comment. Just a wild one. Just the a wildest, wildest one, good or bad. Good one, or one, one that sticks out in, in, in your head. But you can Oh, okay, I got the best one. All right, all right, all right. I'm in Chinook Mall, yeah. Calgary, Alberta, for context for these people who are watching internationally. And that's the biggest mall here. And it it's like it was so packed. It was like a Saturday. And I don't even like the mall, but I went with like a friend from work. 
he was buying something and I was like dripping in some like uh, large, like this large tiger, all tiger print jacket. And it's like a tiger on the back. And I had these pink like Oakleys on and this dude runs up to me in the mall and he's like, yo, what's up 2001? And then he just like cuts. <laughs> and then he just like cuts and he just like runs off. And I'm just like, what? <laughs> And he just like he just like runs up on me, like yells in my face, and then just like runs off. <laughs> okay, that that is that is pretty wild. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if these guys will be able to top that. I've gotten some hate. I can't lie. <laughs> well, obviously, you know, you know, not everyone's gonna accept you doing you. That's just life. Yeah, that's, it is what it is. You know, yeah. the comments are like always the hate. <laughs> You get a lot of comments all day. And like hating. Who's next? Yeah, no, I, I feel like, you know, that, that comes from a place where, you know, just people, they don't have the confidence to do what you do, right? And they wish they could do that, right? So they project it in a negative way, right? Yeah, the insecurity of like not being able to do that. Exactly, right? I, I feel like that, that's where all hate comes from. And you have to have a lot of self-confidence in yourself to, to look past that and not let that affect you. Um, I really respect you guys' creative freedom. And I, I feel like you guys really have an eye for fashion. But one thing, one thing I'm wondering is, how do you determine what good fashion is? Like, what is... Because I feel like fashion is very subjective. You know, because I could... Could I just, like, put pants on my head and say, oh, creative freedom... It's trendy, it's stylish, I can do whatever I want. But you guys must have some sort of criteria and maybe it's different for each person because I feel like it's subjective. But how would you say, oh, this is a banging piece? Okay, that's a cool question. Um, yeah, it is subjective. So like Jimmy said, there's very little boundaries, almost no boundaries. But there is still like in styling and in fashion, there's still things like storytelling, proportion, color. Color palette. Color palette, texture, volume. volume. There's like so many things in designing a piece of clothing and then layering an outfit. That a lot of it is like, you could get away with a lot of things and like avant-garde fashion is really fucking cool. So like, just like even putting pants on your head I think like if it looks sick, go for it. Don't don't tempt me. Don't encourage me. I, I, I might I might pull no, out. No, I'm I'm not even encouraging. I'm full on endorsing. Let's pull go. Out stuff you never seen before. I want to see. I want to see some. Okay, you just <laughs> might. As soon as this quarantine is over, I might be a changed man. We'll see. All right, all right. You're gonna be out here with the tinfoil hat and the pants like this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if it, if it looks good. Like, go for it. Try it out. Yeah. Like, I think uh, you, you were trying to, you want to do some face paint, right? Yeah, I'm trying some to incorporate, uh, like, I've already done a couple um, contact lenses. But I'm trying to incorporate, like, some face paint and, like, some, uh, some like, makeup for, like, some of these shoots. Yeah, I really like that. You, we're all free to express ourselves however we want. And True person who stops us from doing that is is really ourselves right i can't say i would ever rock the face mask like the face paint in person like in public but like why why not 
so cool. What's stopping you? That yeah, word. What is stopping me? That's a great question, Dennis. Like I need to, I need to tackle that first. We need to get out of this fucking pandemic, yeah. and like I can worry about like dressing up. But <laughs> no, first things first. So I guess diving into into the pandemic, what what have you guys been doing to stay busy to keep your business afloat? Because obviously a lot of businesses have been affected by this, and I know you guys are primarily online. A lot of brick and mortar retail stores are might might just go bankrupt. You know, they might not be able to sustain themselves. But I'm wondering how the online life is like. Are you guys still seeing volume coming in in terms of clientele? Or are people just hoarding their money with all the uncertainty? People are still shooting the shot and we're still making these online sales. Um, we are like a online store, but we do a lot of our uh, local promotion through like events right so like it hurts us in sales for not having an opportunity to participate in these big social gatherings that are that we do really well in but in terms of our online sales like the graph has been going up and like i think maybe people are spending less but our product really just speaks for itself you know yeah. like the product to price and like the value of our of our items i really feel like is is just so strong that if you want it no matter rain, like shine, mark it up, mark it down, like you're going to grab it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I would just imagine like the people who are buying from us, they just really like clothing. Yeah. Just like us. Like we really like clothing. If we find something that we like, it's like, it's just adding one more piece to the collection and we already have so many. It's not something we like really think about too much when you're like that into clothing and like we want to, like our focus is on those people, the yeah. people who really fuck with it. Yeah. It's like people with like depth in fashion and style. Yeah. And those people still buy clothes right now. Like I'm still buying clothes. I bought something yesterday. Gotcha. I caught that, that tiger tea last week or two weeks ago from that person that will remain nameless. Maybe it's just also like a coping mechanism. Yeah. True, true. true. Yeah. A lot of people say retail therapy is a thing. Like I remember these people at the mall, like they just go and blow like five bills just cause like they're upset. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, upset. Yeah. They're like, I didn't get the job. I'm going to go spend 500 bucks. Word. I've seen that. It's hilarious. <laughs> Good word. So like, yo, they could do that on, on like new vintage.com. Cause that's a great website to check out. Yeah, no, like I said, I definitely, I love the look. Everything you guys have is, is affordable. It's creative, unique. Um, so definitely check out the website, likenewvintage.com. So um, one question I, I will ask you guys, I know it's tough for a lot of creatives to find the balance between being a creative and also being a businessman or woman. Typically, from my experience with creatives, they just want to create, 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 and kind of neglect the business side. But it seems like you guys have found a good balance of both. Is there just one person that kind of holds it down for you guys in the business aspect? Cause you're all creatives. Mm -hmm. And also, is there any advice that you have for other creatives that might be struggling through, you know, getting through or understanding the business aspect? Oh. Do we all see ourselves as business people and creatives? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. We have like kind of like a uh, Roman council of three where like all decisions just go through the council. And then we, we, we come up with decisions in the council. And then the council, like, 
it squashes out all the ego and all the like irrational decision making because like everyone else in the council is mirroring everyone else. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like any, 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 any things that you would, uh, you know, mad decisions you would make alone, you can't make in the council. Mm, yeah. You know what I mean? For sure. So um, I think like the system in place. Yeah. There's a system in place. Exactly. Yeah. Gotcha. Right. But but what about what about the creatives that you know they're just not business minded? Mm. Well, would they? Would you advise that they they try to teach themselves, mm. or just find someone who is business minded and maybe pay them or give them equity in their business? What uh, what route would you suggest for for other creatives who are trying to achieve what you guys have achieved and maybe more? I think these like everybody just has to think about how they can make it interesting for themselves they're like how can i make the business aspect interesting so like how does it relate to my art like if you think about it you need to get your work out to the world and with that you're going to need money so if you think about it like if i want to share my work and i need to make money then that's what i have to do it's a part of like, it's a part of making the art. It's not separated. It's not like creativity and business. It's like one entity. One doesn't exist without the other. If you're going to be a successful artist, successful artists sell their art. Successful artists promote their art. Successful artists are indie shows. You know what I mean? Yeah. Everyone's an artist at their home painting, but like who's actually out here? Like, who do you know about? You know what I mean? How do you get your work out? How do you get your work out? Like there's always like that tangible, that, maybe is overlooked, but like anyone who's watching the game closely, like understands, right? Yeah. So, like, so you, like, change your mindset around it. And then definitely you have to study. Yeah. Like, I, 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 I really, I really like that. It's, it's all about mindset. Like a lot of things in life to be able to get where you need to get to having the right mindset. So you, so you guys recommend artists trying to sell their own work as opposed to finding someone who can do that? Do you believe every artist needs to have the ability or every, I guess not just artists, every creative needs to have the ability to sell their own work? Is that something that's essential? Or team up with a council. Team up with a council, there you go. Yeah, like find someone that is good at what they do and like compliments where your weaknesses are. Yeah. And then like see if you can work something out with them. At the end of the day, find a solution is what I'm hearing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, I don't know, I, I wouldn't say, like, if you're a creative <clears throat> and you, like, want to create, 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 and you keep neglecting the business, if you're one of those people, I wouldn't, like, advise them, like, I wouldn't tell them to, like, get someone to do it for them. I'd probably tell them to, like, find someone that's also a creative that has, like, more business knowledge than them, perhaps, It has, like, more of, like, a strength that they don't have kind of thing, and, like, because if they don't... If someone's a creative and they don't have like business, a strength in business, they'll probably have a strength in something else. They'll be like a really good creative or like they'll, they'll be compensating in some other way. So like they find someone that just like is a creative also, they could work together. Kind of like what we do as like, if we were just two or if we were like as we are now kind of thing, like just even like one person teaming up with another that has like a creative mindset that all that like is more business inclined. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, they could work together and help each other be like, you know, keep building up. For sure. One, one piece of advice that I got when I was starting my business from, from a mentor, 
was that every business owner should be able to make their first sale. You have to be able to make your first sale. And that's something that, that really stuck with me. And it made me do a lot more digging into sales and business because the way he said it is, if you can't sell your own product, how do you expect somebody else to be able to sell it? Mm -hmm. I really like what you were touching on about working together with other creatives. I know that's something that can be difficult for certain people um, because creative minds are completely different. You know, one person's thinking one thing is fire and another person thinks it's completely trash. Yeah. Like, how have you guys been able to work together and form this synergy? Was it just by forcing each other to live together and just, you know, we'll get it done by any means possible, we'll hash it out? Or what were some of the steps you guys took? Because you're all very creative and I'm sure you all have your own ideas, right? But to be able to have that synergy and bring it all together to what it is, <laughs> Uh, yeah. You guys are going to have to share your secrets with others. Yeah, I'll say uh, I'm a fan of these two and their work, you know what I'm saying? So, like, when I see them and, like, what, when I see what they do, you know what I'm saying, I get inspired and I'm like, yeah, these guys are doing it. So, like, I want to also do it with them. So, like, it, it's it's easier to, like, get along with people that you like and, like, admire and, like, you know, have a similar vision we've all been able to have this synergy because we have a common like goal together you know mm -hmm. both of these guys from day one like together we met up and then when we say we're gonna do something and we're gonna put it on paper that shit gets done and like that doesn't happen often with a group of people yeah and we we like we figure out solutions and like Jimmy said earlier, like we, we mirror each other really well. So like we can, we can bounce things off each other. And then like you said, some people think one thing's whack and one thing's fire. That happens with us all the time. <laughs> like one of us will have an idea and someone else will be like, that sucks. And that happens all the time. But we have, we have conversations about it. We have a safe space. You know what I'm saying? Because I was going to ask, how does that feel? Like, let's say yeah. you... You've been up all night thinking of this fire idea and you're like, guys, guys, I want to show you this. And you know, it just gets shut down and crushed right away. Is there any sort of like resentment? Like, you know, and these guys, these guys have no taste That's the at ego. all. That's the ego talking, you know yeah. what I'm saying? That's the ego talking, being like, yo, my idea is better. <laughs> <laughs> my idea is the way it needs to be, you know? And we always say, we always say that uh, ideas, they come free. These, these ideas, ideas, they're free. They're free. They're flowing all the time. You know? Everybody has them. For sure. So like these ideas, they're not, they're not ours. They come basically from the sky into one of our heads. Yeah. And then we just like speak it out. And then in this council, we can like, we can look at the idea from three different sides and be like, is it a good one? Yeah. And then we look at it like that. So, like a lot of the times, yeah, it hurts. For there's, like, there's that initial like, yeah, ah. You're like, ah. <laughs> that's initial butt hurt, of course. Right. You're, you're, you're just like, you're just like, you're just like quiet for a bit. You're just like. <laughs> Yeah, and then like five breaths go by, and it's yeah, we're in a meeting, and then you and then you ease yourself back into the conversation. Yeah. You know? you're, you're just quiet. You take the beat down a little bit, and then you know you just yeah. well. There's like we all, we defend ourselves. Like okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> if, it, if, it, if it if there's ground, you know what I mean. Like if yeah. if if you know. Yeah. There's no like there's no straight up bashing. Like 
you idiot. How could you even think of that? No, no, no. no. That's a respect thing, you know? Yeah. The, there's been no name calling. <laughs> None of that shit. Awesome. As far as I remember, like, actually. Actually. I don't that's, think that's just a respect thing. You can't be, like, in a serious meeting and then, like, be calling people, like, this type of thing. That's it's a like, minimum, yo. It's a business yeah, meeting. Yeah, that's like... That doesn't come out. That, you know, to keep your emotions, you know, locked in, man. Like, what sure. you and, don't, and don't take anything personal. Yeah, exactly. We're, we're trying to get it, you know what Separate. I mean? Separate. Like, I think we've done a really good job collectively being, like, like new is this thing here. Secret shop is this thing here. And we're over here. Yeah. So we're not, like, like, we think of them as separate babies that yeah. we're taking care of. So it's, like, a it's not as attached to us it's more like its own thing for sure no that's that's awesome that you guys are able to put your egos to the side and create a safe space a respectable environment where you're free and open to share your thoughts without criticism it's very it's very in line with with your brand and what you guys do with secret shop right just making people feel welcome feel like they can be themselves and not judged at all yeah, we share the cups. That's yeah, we do. We do. Uh, let them let them know. Ooh, so like, okay, before our meetings, we do this thing called. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. This is this is the master key, like crack code. You know. Okay, you're you're sharing. This, this is this is this is one of our this weapons. is one of our our weapons. You know what I'm saying? This is one of our weapons. This is a, this is a weapon. This okay. is like spawning the tank and for for uh, for anyone who's working in a team. You know what I'm saying? Or yeah. wants to work in a future team. This okay. is the limit break. This, this is the part to turn the volume up. Here, let me do that. This is the part. This is the part. Like just yeah, listen in. You know. This, yeah. It's a good one. This is a good one. So we call this thing sharing of the cups, filling of the cups. Sorry. And um, what what it is is we just go in a circle, and this is this happens before meetings, like big meetings. We go in a circle, and we talk about how we're feeling physically, emotionally, spiritually or mentally you kind of touch on all these things if you want to or whatever thing is just like pressing on your mind whatever thing could get in the way of the meeting it gets off your chest and everybody knows exactly where you're at and it's accepted yeah then we could all move past that everybody gets their turn and then the meeting starts that's amazing so that's where the ego gets like cleared yeah that, that's amazing because it, I think it's very like I've I've worked I've worked in team environments and I, and I completely agree with you. I think it's very important for people to understand that there's other factors, other things going on in the person's life, and if it's not addressed or brought to light, they might express it in a negative way. So squashing that right off the bat, you know, that's uh, that's secret sauce right there. That's crazy, yeah. And I, I feel like a lot of people are going to gain value for that, from that. No, that's something like that's something that needs to be shared with the to world. Be shared. Yeah, you know, yeah. more people need to practice these type of uh, practices. I mean, we learned that we learned that from like a, a men's mental health group called the Kings of Hearts in Calgary. Oh, cool! Like they they do good shit with like helping people work in groups. All right. Well, um, thanks a lot for joining, guys. Really appreciate the time you've dedicated to this. Did you have any closing remarks you want to share with the city? Any words of encouragement? Any stuff to um, uplift people's spirits? Uplift people's spirits. Mm. Stay humble. Stay focused. Stay ready. Opportunity is upon us. Yeah, stay inspired, you know? 
stay keep keep looking for things to inspire you you know focus on umuro nuno <laughs> yourself <laughs> i i think i think we understand what you're trying to say but now <laughs> now's the perfect time that you've been to, doing spanish dennis yeah now's the perfect time for you to be working on your spanish there you go numero uno that's what i meant to say yeah. Eh? Yeah. number one numero uno focus on numero uno all right another bottle huh <laughs> vodka <laughs>